Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, I hear that you have some news for the Whiskey and Wrestling fans. Yeah, see, um, even though I was a founding member of of Whiskey and Wrestling with Michael uh, over the past three-odd years, um, another wrestling wrestling podcast has offered me way more money than we make here, which is zero. I mean, Um, zero plus one is way more money than what we're making. To to go be an uncredited intern uh, with their their promotion. So... uh, yeah, I'm leaving. I don't blame you. <laughs> I you can make money doing this and and researching this amazing sport that we love. More power to you. So, moving on. Today we are going to talk no. <laughs> Of course, that is a reference to the big news for the week. Should we talk about that now or should we wait till a little bit later? Well, you know, that's what I was going to ask. Do you want to run down the, the stuff that happened this week? Go ahead and get that knocked out super quick, and then we can just move into everything. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, uh, especially since we kind of forgot a whiskey. This yeah, week. that's on me. Uh, it's on my kitchen table at home. So, no whiskey this week. We're just drinking whatever we happen to uh, have lying around. In my case, it's a Diet Pepsi. I had a Coke Zero. So there you go. Um, so we're just the Wrestling and Soda podcast today, yeah, apparently. Wrestling and Soda podcast today. We'll get back to the uh, whiskey next week. But let's run down through all of the happenings this week. And we're not going to run down Elimination Chamber. We are going to talk a little bit about it, but we're not going to run the full what happened mainly because it is so damn predictable. It wasn't even funny with one exception. Honestly, we don't need a pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and mania because Royal Rumble sets up mania. I'm okay with one pay-per-view between the two because you have rumble gets a rumble winner and then they pick who they want to challenge for their champion. But we need something then that the other brand uh, can pick who their number one contender is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd be okay with a pay-per-view between them. One, not two, one. And have it be a, you know, okay, so if AJ wins the Rumble and he picks that he's going to fight Roman, then Roman's not on that pay-per-view. Yeah. The Raw people would be on that pay-per-view. I mean, you can have some SmackDown matches, Intercontinental, that kind of stuff. But for the main event, it's determining who fights. And it can be Elimination Chamber. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need to see all the pomp and circumstance and everything around both champions in that pay-per-view, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Anyway. Let's 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 dive down through this before we get off track. Yeah. Uh Monday Night Raw opens up. It's the segment where all of the Elimination Chamber participants come out and try to hype themselves up. Lesnar stands tall. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we have the Dirty Dogs versus the Street Profits. Um, Ciampa came out. Um, 
to distract Ziggler and the Street Profits get the win. So it looks like Tommaso Ciampa, the best part of NXT, is moving up to WWE Raw where he will fade away. Yep. Look for his release in the next couple months. Then we have AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, the U.S. title. Uh, Priest gets the win here with a roll-up. Both of them look strong in this match. We have Omos versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I'll give you three guesses to guess who wins that, and uh, you, the first two don't count. Uh, Omos? Omos, yeah. We have a gauntlet match for the final spot in the elimination chamber for the women, which ends up with uh, Bianca Belair winning that as they go through. I don't want to read through everything. Rhea Ripley started it out. Uh, Nikki SH comes in and gets beat up. Uh, Ripley. Ripley eliminated like everybody. Yeah, Ripley went through the everybody until Bianca came in. Uh, but it was like Liv Morgan, um, yeah, yeah. Dewdrop. She beat Dewdrop quick. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we have Alpha Academy versus the Mysterios, um, and Ray. Uh, well, Gable gets the win with the Miz causing a, a distraction. So, Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. So. This one was pretty good, as you would expect, from two of the best professional wrestlers Mm -hmm. in the world. Uh, It came down to uh, a distraction, I think, by, yeah. Alpha Academy comes out to the ring, distracts, and that gives Seth what he needs to hit the the stomp and the win. So that was Monday Night Raw. Um, Moving to Wednesday Night Dynamite, we had... Uh, the TNT Championship match, these aren't in really the order that they came out, but we have the TNT Championship match, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, where uh, Sammy wins. We had a no-DQ match of Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez, where which won a no-DQ match in AEW. That's, that's hilarious, first of all. And second of all, Thunder Rosa wins, then gets beat down afterwards. Um with a very special guest, uh, Sensei. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk some more about that. We had uh, Lee uh, Moriarty versus Brian Danielson, where uh, Brian Danielson, of course, wins. Um, we had our Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana Ortiz match, uh, which I do believe Santana, Santana Ortiz, Ortiz won that one. Um. We had a face of the revolution qualifier of Wardlow versus Max Caster. Um, yeah, Wardlow won that one. We had a couple of promos in there. Uh, Hangman cut a promo, we ha- which was interrupted by Adam Cole, and then Hangman got beat down. Uh, MJ or Punk cut a promo about the stipulation for his and MJF's match, which is going to be a dog collar match. Um, then we had, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't miss anything. Just want to make sure. So next up would normally be Friday night Smackdown, but Rampage 
was on early this week for yep. basketball. Yep. Uh, which, so moving on to Rampage, we had Adam Cole versus the Dark Order's 10, where, of course, Adam Cole wins. We had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin, where Hobbs wins. We had the Professor's 5-Minute Challenge, Angelica Risk, or, and yeah, Angelica Risk versus Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb obviously won. Uh, then Trent Beretta versus Jay White was the main event. Uh, Jay White wins. All right. So Friday night SmackDown. And yeah, we need to circle back to AEW last week since we weren't here. Cause there yeah. were some pretty big things that happened last week on AEW, but Friday night SmackDown this week, the majority of the show was promos for elimination chamber as, as you would expect they do nowadays. We start off the show with an Elimination Chamber contract signing between Naomi, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville adds a stipulation that Ronda Rousey will be fighting with one arm tied behind her back. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Ricochet versus Sheamus, where Ricochet actually gets the win on Sheamus. We have Ivar versus Jay Uso, where Ivar gets a win via disqualification. The uh, Viking Raiders stand tall in the ring in the ensuring scrum. Ensuring, that's the wrong word, but... Ensuing. Ensuing, there yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Drew McIntyre um, basically comes out and cuts a promo, and I discovered that it is a travesty that they do not have a replica version of his sword available right. on wweshop.com. Now they had like a time. small little light up foam version, but no actual metal right. version, which is like really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, then we have the intercontinental championship match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Of course, your champion going into elimination chamber is going to win, right? Usually. No wrong. Um, new intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Well, the other part there is you got to think Sami Zayn has refused mm -hmm. to work in Saudi, and I don't blame him. No, at all. Um, so it's one of the things the I like about him, him. Then there you go. Yeah. So uh, then we have Roman Reigns and Goldberg going face to face. Yeah, where Goldberg tells Reigns, "I was wrong. You're not next. I'm next." And, and everybody's like, "Okay, sure, whatever, Grandpa. Go to bed." <laughs> Old man yells at Cloud. Um, so yeah, we do have a, let, let's go ahead and a couple quick things we missed last week. Um, WWE wise, there wasn't a lot. Um, was there anything WWE wise? Not really. Uh, we had the, the setup for the Hager Jericho versus Santana Ortiz match was the inner circle. Their, their little meeting that they were mm -hmm. going to have, uh, Sammy Guevara quits the inner circle again. Um, yeah, he, in fact, he, he made a, he made a response or he made a comment that, you know, I've quit this group before I'll quit it again. Uh, when y'all figure it out, let me know. And he left. Uh, then they set up a match that was this week where Santana and Ortiz won. The other and with was, the match with Santana and Ortiz, if Santana and Ortiz won, then they would leave the dark order or uh, dark leave order. The inner circle. Inner circle. Yeah. Um, then you also have the, Championship match, Hangman versus uh, Murderbird, mm -hmm. um, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
I think Hangman got a little deep on one of his his blades because, good lord, <laughs> he looked like Ric Flair out there. Oh yeah, he. It was a great match. It was a very good match. They tear the top rope down early, yeah. So that takes the buckshot lariat out mm-hmm. of Hangman. his repertoire, except Hangman. And it's very obvious. You go back and watch the replay. It's very obvious that he throws, I forget what it is, he throws something down on the floor of the ring yeah. to cause the ref the to ref bend bends over. And, when and he, does, he does, he flips over him to do the buckshot to the outside of the ring through mm-hmm. tables. Yep. And, yeah. It was it a was real just, good spot. It was really good. Uh, I think, was it last week that Keith Lee debuted? Yeah, Keith Lee made his debut. As well as... Uh, Switchblade, Jay White, Jay White yep, made his debut. Yeah, because Keith Lee debuted for the face of the Revolution ladder match mm-hmm. where he fought Isaiah Cassidy, and he threw Isaiah Cassidy around like a rag doll. Which props to Isaiah Cassidy oh, yeah. for doing that. Matt actually walked out on yeah, Isaiah Cassidy. Matt walked out on, on the private party. Yeah. He just walked through. The, he, he threw up his hands and walked away. Um. Then we had Jay White show up mm-hmm. uh, where he took out. Who did he take out? He helped um, take somebody out and then shook because it was in the back lot area. Yeah. And it was uh, somebody with the Bucks. The Bucks looked at uh, Adam Cole and were like, you could have told us. And Cole was like, what's, what's, he, what's he doing what's here? What's he doing here? And Cole's like, he's good. Yeah. I forget so, who they took out. doesn't matter. He took so somebody out. That. Then he actually showed, Jay White actually showed up on. Uh, Impact No Surrender last night and joined the Good Brothers to take out the Gorillas of Destiny, which is weird since Jay White's the leader of Bullet Club that includes the Gorillas of Destiny. So, all kinds of stuff. Um, We're seeing multi-wrestling uh, company yeah. faction here with Bullet Club because AEW's stopped trying to hide. They've dropped Bullet Club for the last two weeks, like yeah. just straight up, hey, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, yep. Bullet Club. So, so this is going to be interesting. It, it, the fallout's all got to be in New Japan, I think. Probably. Uh, for At least for the Bullet Club portion of all this, but I would guess Jay White's going to be kicked out as the leader of Bullet Club. More than likely. Because I think he's been the quote-unquote leader for a while now, mm-hmm. and it's time to move on to the next leader, which... Yep. So... um. Yeah. Let's see. Let's talk about Elimination Chamber, I guess, real quick. Um, overall, what you would expect to happen happened. The Goldberg got tapped out. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. He didn't get tapped out. He got passed out. The referee stoppage after the, the guillotine from Roman. Um, the Women's Chamber, Bianca wins, which was kind of expected. Which saw Alexa make her return. Alexa made her return. Uh, I thought the one thing I do want to mention about that match, which I thought was just that sitting here chuckling about it. So of course it was in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Women had to be dressed, you know, neck to ankle basically. Mm -hmm. So they all come out the last few times they've done this. They've been in like this weird spandex type stuff and shirts and things like that. This time they didn't have that. This time they all came out in like shiny latex almost. (laughs) Uh, Liv Morgan came out looking like Britney Spears from the Oops, I Did It Again video in this bright red, uh, wet look latex. Um, 
Mickey actually looked like a superhero in her set. Uh, Rhea came out looking like a Cenobite from Hellraiser. Like, I, I get, I know what they're going for. I know what they did because it's Saudi Arabia and all that. Honestly, the clothes that they wore for this match were more sexual than their well, they normal were, attire. They were revealing, like, they, they were... They revealed their body, but it was still covered up. Yeah. They were skin-tight suits. Yeah. So, good on you, Saudi, I guess. Eh? Well, I think I think WWE and Saudi have kind of come to an understanding of, hey, yeah. nobody's buying it. Yeah. And so, Saudi's like, well, uh, let them show off their bodies. So... Uh, but yeah, Bianca on that one. The the only kind of the the non surprise surprise, I guess. Brock wins the elimination chamber, so it's gonna be he gets the belt. Uh, Brock versus Roman, title for title at WrestleMania. We knew that was probably gonna happen. However, Bobby Lashley was not even in the match. Yeah, Lashley he, came down, got in a pod. Seth and Austin Theory started. Seth buckle bombed Austin Theory into Bobby Lashley's pod. The plexiglass gave way, and they medical took Bobby Lashley out, saying concussion protocols. Apparently, Bobby's legit hurt, uh, but it's his shoulder. Uh, he he hurt it in, at Royal Rumble. Yeah, apparently he hurt it in his match with Brock at the Rumble, um, which is why he hasn't really wrestled since then. He's just yep. kind of. Cut promos, which Fair. if they're present, yeah. I have no problem with a exactly. heel champion just coming out and cutting promos. Exactly. Uh, but that that goes back to what we've talked about millions of times. Personally, I think the champion should only be wrestling maybe four or five times a year anyway. Yeah. You know, the champion should feel special. Championship matches should be fought on pay-per-views, our own very prominent yeah, TV I, shows. I don't want to um, limit them to just wrestling on pay-per-views because then it's predictable. It's like, okay, he's not going to lose this until Great American Bash. Yeah. And then... But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's back... Like, I always talk about it back in the... Eight, back in my day, right? Back in the 80s, Hogan didn't wrestle on superstars. Hogan... Hell, the champions didn't wrestle on Raw when Raw first came out. Sir, sir, the cloud that you're supposed to be yelling at. I know it's, it's, it's over that. Yeah. So, but so it made the championship matches feel important. But they leveraged the Intercontinental title, you know, as the this is the one that can change hands at any time. You mm-hmm. know? But the WWE title was held to that higher standard. I always thought that was really kind of cool, you know. Now, then it got into the '90s, and you started getting the hot swap titles, where you know. Uh, the Rock was champion 46 times over the course of 42 weeks. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Not, not, not legit numbers, by the way. But you know what I mean. Look at Charlotte Flair. She's been in, she's been main roster, what, five years, I think? Five, six years, somewhere in there. And she's got 12 title runs. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway. But, you know, you have that. And a lot of those for Charlotte... She was swapping every pay per view. Yeah, with, with Sasha. Sasha. So like or, Sasha would win on Raw. Yep. Carry it to the pay per view. 
lose. Charlotte would win. Rematch the next night on Raw. Sasha wins. Yep. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah, Charlotte. Several of Charlotte's reigns are like a day. Yeah. Seven days. That it, kind of thing. It devalues the championship when they're like that. Yeah. Every once in a while, fine. Like yeah. Kane getting it, you know, yeah. for one night. Sure, I would love to have seen Kane carry the title longer. Yeah. But it worked in the story that they were telling. It, it's fine to get a title, but and but that's the WWE mentality. You won the title. The length of your reign doesn't matter. Well, for the most part, the amount of your reigns don't matter. Mm-hmm. We gave you a title. Be grateful you got that. Yeah. So. Well, it was like, um, what was it? Jay Cargill did an interview this week, and she talked about how, or it was maybe last week, I don't, don't remember, but she talked about why she signed with AEW versus WWE. And one of the things that she mentioned was asking about time to be with her family. You know, Jade has Mm -hmm. a child or two. I don't know. Not positive. She talked about time to be. And apparently WWE's answer was, well, we're your family now. Right. And she's like, no, Mm -mm. no, that's, that's not how this works. Which like I've said many times about Jade, I like Jade. All right. Um, I don't think she was ready for a belt. But the look, she has progressed, mm-hmm. you know, good on her. You oh, know, I think stuff like that, that's that, you know, good on her for, yeah. for real, for saying, hey, this is what's important to me. And then good on AEW for saying, yeah, you're 100% right. That is what's important to you. Yeah. No, Jade has everything to be a star. Mm-hmm. She has that it factor. She just needs more time. She just needs more time. She's what? She's been wrestling for a year? Yeah. Two years, exactly. maybe? Exactly. Um, Give the woman some time. Have her work with some of the people that they have on the roster. Have her work with Sheeta. Have yeah. her work with Serena Deeb, uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, uh, Ruby. Uh, Chris Statlander. Statlander. Even Britt Baker, to some extent, even though I think Britt's greener than any, everybody else yeah, we've mentioned. Is. Have Jay her work with work, those people. Jay could work with Thunder Rosa and be a star inside of, or be even more of a star, I guess you should say, inside of six to nine months. Hell, have her work with Dustin. Yeah. And, well, she's and, working with Daniel Bryan. Or yeah, Bryan yeah, Anderson. yeah, she's working with, that right there is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Have her work with CM Punk. Have her work yeah. with Adam Cole. Have her work with those guys who are the in conversation yeah. for best in the world. Yep. And she will elevate herself. Yep. So, I mentioned a name just now. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about Dustin. No, well, he's staying with AEW. I want to talk about fact, Dustin's his, younger his, brother. In fact, his tweet said, I like it here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about his younger brother, Cody. Yeah. So, uh, we had heard several months ago. The end of the year. You know, as of January, Cody was working without a contract. You know, we're all thinking, oh, yeah, that's a work. You know, it's, you know. It's a work a, or it's a minor technicality. They yeah, just got to work out. He's a founder of AEW. He, Cody's not going anywhere, especially with how much he needled and just outright demolished the WWE. You know, 
then, you know, they keep talking about the fact that he's not working with a contract. And then he cut that weird promo about, you know, CM Punk telling him, you know, coming out and dropping the pipe bomb and saying all this stuff. But I'm the one that did all that. I'm the one that went to New Japan. I'm and the that one that was did only all two of this. weeks ago. Yeah. And then Brandy comes out and cuts the promo with uh, Old Man That Yells at Clouds, Dan Lambert. And the crowd just turned on her so bad. Mm -hmm. Every time she would go to say something, they were chanting, shut the F up. Um, it was, it was bad. Like, yeah, I don't care for Brandy shot of Brandy. She's funny, but the Brandy Rhodes character, I don't care for it. Mm -mm. She is not a good wrestler at all. Mm -mm. She has booked herself several times into the the spots that she has no business being in. So, yeah, she's not my favorite human for that kind of stuff. She didn't deserve that. No. Nah. Then we find out that there was no agreement reached. And Tony puts out a, a thing, and Cody put out a thing, and Brandy put out a thing. Mm-hmm. That AEW and Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have parted ways. This all happened on Monday. Yes. So like it was all it was announced on Tuesday. Yep. But it all happened on Monday. And this wasn't just your normal, hey Jason. Yeah. We wish you all in your future yeah. endeavors are no. we're just not re-signing the contract. No, this they had to bring lawyers in. Yeah. Not in an adversarial way, I don't think. Yeah, I think it, it was more of just a, okay, we've got to... Dot the I's, cross the T's. Cross, yeah, and, and untangle the roads yeah. from it. Because remember, Brandy was their chief branding officer. Yep. Which Cody they played an, off her name. I'm yeah. the chief brandy officer. Cody um, was an EVP. Yeah. Um. You know, again, one of the founders of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Um. It has come out, rumors and, and stuff like that, that there's several things that seem to have led to it. Uh, Cody, Kenny, and the Bucks did not get along. Uh, well, they had not, a falling out last year. Yeah, not adversarial, but they didn't get along anymore because the Bucks and Kenny wanted AEW to go to one way. Cody wanted it to go a different way. That's why you ended up with this... What, what a lot of the wrestling groups like what culture and things of that nature are referring to as Cody Island. Um, it's why everything Cody was involved with seemed odd. It didn't seem like a uh, normal AEW product. Yeah. You know? Um, so... You find that out. You find out that backstage, they really, that apparently no one backstage liked Brandy. Well, um, there's conflicting reports on that. Uh, who was it? Uh, Wade Keller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Wrestling Torch, I think. Yeah. Said that nobody backstage liked Brandy. And then you had a bunch of people backstage say, hold on, hold, what, what? Yeah. We don't. Brandy was fine. So I think it's just like any human being. Yeah. So, you know, people like, people hate. You have all of this going on. 
then you hear that Cody, because Cody had an option in his contract, just like Kenny, just like the Bucks, where before it expired, it could be resigned. Kenny said he didn't have that option, but Kenny he's got another year. Okay, on, like I guess they signed him they full signed on him differently. Okay, so. Cody had this option in his contract that, you know, it could be a re-sign. There was, you know, it wasn't a favored nations type thing, but, you know, there, there Which, was this. Which, oddly enough, thing. would have solved Cody's problems, I think. Yeah, because apparently Cody's comment was, some of the things that Cody was problems with was, okay, we have, you have CM Punk, you have Daniel Bryan come in, or Bryan Danielson come in, making considerably more than Cody. As they should. Yeah. Let's be clear here. Cody, we, we joke about it all the time with Cody's comment about me and Kenny being one A and one B. Uh-huh. No. You're, you're not Kenny's even in the conversation, 1A, Cody. You're maybe 11, right? But you I had think Cody. That might even be generous. But. but you had Cody in this original AEW in a position of, you know, okay, he's the main eventer. He's way up the card, that kind of stuff. And then they just they bring in these new people, which you have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, you hear people talk, well, they're just getting these, these WWE drop, you know, has beens and you know, that kind of stuff. Look, if I want to, if I own a wrestling company and I have the choice to bring in CM freaking punk or Brian Danielson. And let's, let's be clear, I'm bringing them in. Let's be clear. Period. Let's be clear. Brian Danielson mm-hmm. competed at WrestleMania last year yeah. for the title. Yes. So, WWE has been no, no. Um, so Cody just kept getting pushed down the card, pushed down the card, pushed down the card. He wanted more money and he wanted more creative control with his character. And apparently Tony told him, no, no more money. Mm -hmm. You know that they negotiated a bit, but Cody, they could not come to a terms on money. And he said he absolutely would not give Cody more creative control over the character period. Uh, Tony has made comments several times that none of the wrestlers in AEW have full creative control, that he takes their thoughts into mind when they Mm -hmm. sit down to talk about stories and talk about where things are going. But none of them do. Not Kenny, not Moxley, not Danielson, not Punk, not anybody. Tony Khan has the final say on what the story is. Um and Cody wasn't cool with that. Apparently, he's got an offer from WWE that's a lot of money, and he took it. He was spotted in Orlando yesterday, I think, which could be WWE related, or it could be that he's just on vacation in Orlando. Uh, uh, but there was a thing that was said, something was said that he took a picture at an airport in Prague, and they were like, well, why was he in Prague? Unless he had gone over to Saudi for some reason. Yeah. Um, Which, if he was in Saudi, he wasn't used in any way. Yeah, he wasn't used in any way. And they said something about that he was on a connecting flight back to uh, Orlando to tape uh, promo vids and vignettes mm-hmm. uh, at the Performance Center. So, hey, well, we might see Cody show up. Yay. I... We were joking all week about, you know, him walking into to Vince's office and Vince seeing the tattoo. And, what what the hell is that? Cody's going <laughs> to show up on, on TV in a mask because Vince is going to be like, you can't have that tattoo. You Scratch you, it off. You're giving him a mask. I'm just going to say, yeah, 
Yeah. We can't have that shit on TV. Yeah. Uh, Stardust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, face paint over it. Yeah. Look. Everybody, like, it seems like there's two minds to this Cody thing. Mm-hmm. Either you have fans, and, and Cody told a fan on, on Twitter, dude, you should still watch the product, because the fan tuned in to AEW long enough to see if Cody was still in the opening scroll. Yep. And when he wasn't, he turned off and said, I'm not going to watch it again. And Cody's like, man, you should still watch it, just because I'm not there. There, there's Cody ended up in the role of the face of the revolution mm-hmm. because he, to American audiences, he was the more well-known name. Right. But AEW is bigger than Cody. So you have people that are, Oh, if Cody's not there, then the revolution is dead. And you have the other people that are good riddance, Cody. When in reality, the truth, as it usually is in situations like this, is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. For sure. It it sucks for AEW that they lost Cody. It does. He was a decent wrestler that could have elevated a lot of their talent. I have said this but, consistently. Cody is a very good upper mid-card worker. That's Cody's ceiling. I'm sorry. Cody is not, Cody is not a main event talent. And I think Cody even knows that whether he will admit it to himself when he cut himself off from the world championship Mm -hmm. saying, if I lose to MJF, I will never compete for the world championship. He, put a ceiling on himself. Yeah, and the thing is, and, and this is and we have talked about this a ton of times, that could have been a really good story that could have been told, mm. right? Cody doesn't challenge for the championship for a year and he just keeps seeing these people. He sees Kenny get the title. He sees Hangman get the title. He sees the Bucks with titles. Have Cody lose the TNT title. That wasn't going to happen. But have him lose the first TNT title. And now Cody's like, I'm the only one of the originals that has never had a belt. Mm -hmm. And you spin Cody off heel. You know what? I'm an executive in this company. And there you go. I'm doing away with that stupid stipulation I have. And then you have, you know, Kenny and the Bucks be like, dude, you can't just do that. You know what? Yeah, I can. I'm a VP. I can do whatever I want to. And then Cody wins a belt. And then you have a this heel that everybody can hate in the right way. Yeah. You know, and the authority Cody, heel. Cody also cut himself off at the knees with his, I'm never going to turn heel, yeah. which he said this weeks ago, just, yep. just a few weeks ago. Cody was the biggest heel in the business. Mm-hmm without realizing that he was a heel. Now, had that been intentional? Yeah. Amazing story. I'm still kind of sad that we're not going to see a Homelander heel run. That does make me a little sad, I got to admit. Had that been intentional, that would have been an amazing story. Mm -hmm. It was not intentional. It wasn't intentional. Cody 100% believes that the fans love him Mm -hmm. and that he is the face. And they totally didn't right then. No. 
They haven't for a while. Yep. Now, had he turned heel, he would have been the biggest thing in the business for a while. Yeah, he would have been a better and bigger heel than MJF, period. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about MJF. MJF, in his lack of growth. He's stale. Since, yeah. Now, I will say, moving topics, because I think we've beat Cody yeah. into the ground. Um, CM Punk this week comes out, mm-hmm. starts the show off. He cuts his promo. He says it's going to be a dog collar match. MJF walks out. You know, CM Punk calls him out. MJF walks out. Raises the mic to his mouth. Can't say anything. Yep. Turns around, walks back into the back. Yep. That was great. Yeah, I thought that was really good. That was great because that shows that here you have this heel who cannot be shut up. Mm-hmm. Was shut up. Yeah. We get a dog collar match coming up. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something. I think so. I think it's going to be good. Um, CM Prunk will probably get his win back, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and go from there. Yep. Oh Lord, what else do we have to talk about this week? I don't. I don't really know if there was much else. You know, there there wasn't. Well, I mean, we can talk a little bit about you know, this weekend was pretty packed with pay per views. We had, of course, Elimination Chamber. TNA had their No Surrender pay-per-view, which saw Jay White pop up and betray the Good Brothers, and uh, I think it was Eddie Edwards betrayed uh, Team Impact to join Team ROH. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cardona maintained his digital championship versus uh, Jordan Grace. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Matt Cardona also is the NWA champion. He beat Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, for it, and then immediately got challenged by Nick Aldis. So there's that. Cardona's out here collecting belts all over the place. That's the true belt collector. Dude, Cardona (laughs) has, he he was a little rough on his post-WWE start. Yeah. But once he figured out the direction he wanted to go, he's been just firing on all cylinders. He posted a tweet the other day that one of those how it started, how it's going, and the how it started picture was him in the wheelchair with the neck brace <laughs> when it, when it, the whole John Cena him Kane pushing him off. Yeah, when all that was going on, uh, that was the how it started. And the how it's going is him holding the NWA title, flipping off the camera. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it, he's crushing it right now. We're gonna get Moxley and. Uh, Danielson, yeah, here Cause, soon because yeah, they had cause the, they had the segment this week. They had their meeting um, where uh, Moxley said something like, "I really liked Moxley's response to it." Was you know, do you you know basically yeah, you and I could team up and we could run this company. Um, but I gotta wonder, do you want to team up with me because you know that, or are you scared of fighting me? Mm-hmm. And I don't team up with anybody that I don't bleed with first. And he threw the mic down and he jumped out of the ring. Yeah. So we're going to get Moxley versus Danielson probably at double or nothing. Or, no, we got Revolution. Uh, we got the Revolution coming up. 
So we'll probably see that at Revolution. That's yeah. coming up like early March, March 6th, March 5th, something like that. I forgot about Revolution because it, it's almost March, and it feels like that should be a January know, right? pay-per-view. But, yeah, we that's going to tear the roof off the That's going to be great. Um, yeah, because that's going to have that. It's going to have the Face of the Revolution mm-hmm. ladder match, which already has Keith Lee in it and has Wardlow in it. Yeah. That's something I want to see. Keith Lee uh, is back. Mm-hmm. He's still Keith Lee. I think he's put on a little bit of weight, but you know what? The man's in his late thirties. Yeah, well, the thing he is, is like, what he wants to do. He came out and he was NXT Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't wearing the weird ass singlet thing. He was wearing the the trunks. Well, that's because uh, shorts. Vince wouldn't let a big exactly man go without a shirt. You know, like I don't know how Otis got away with it for so long, and I guess it was because he was a comedy character. Exactly. That's and exactly why. So. Yeah, I'm. I am. I am living for the moment on BTE that we get Keith Lee and Adam Cole together. Um, because I hope that happens. <laughs> you know, considering apparently WWE's plans for Adam Cole were they were going to change his name and he was going to go up to the main roster and be Keith Lee's manager. Uh so yeah, I'm. I'm living for the moment that on BTE we see Budge <laughs> run into Keith Lee. And, yeah. and they do something with that. Uh, speaking of Adam Cole, we've seen the, we're seeing the breaking apart of the, is it, are they the super elite? Yeah, uh, the super elite, the super click, the, I don't, whichever one they, they want to call it. it um, they're slowly splitting. It looks like. Yeah. So you've got the bucks on one hand with Cole and then you have red dragon on the other hand. And they actually had a great segment mm-hmm. during uh, Dynamite this week where the Bucks and Red Dragon got in each other's faces with Cole in the middle, and they separated, went their, went separate ways. And Cole was like, I, yeah, and didn't know which way to go. And then Brandon's like, which way are you going to go, Cole? Shut up, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was great. And I think Cole has to go with Red Dragon. I think what we're seeing is the beginning of a Bucks face turn. Mm. Um, their heel gimmick has run its course. Yeah. I, I have gone on record multiple times as saying I wasn't a fan of the of heel Bucks, heel Kenny. I, I like them better as faces, honestly. Um, I think we're seeing that. I think what we're going to run into is we're setting up the return of Kenny at some point here. Speaking of Kenny, and and sorry to cut you off, uh, Kenny had a uh, interview this week Mm -hmm. where he talked about how he's, how his recovery is going. And unfortunately it doesn't sound like there's been any real movement on it. Um, He's had some issues getting in to see doctors. Yep. When he does finally, he's got a uh, hernia that he needs to, he wants to have surgically removed. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an eight-week, six to eight-week healing process for him. So he's at least eight weeks out. I would say probably six months based on everything. But, you know, the thing is, you know how AEW slow burns their their feuds and their turns yeah. and things like that anyway. I fully expect at some point that Kenny's return is going to be to make the save for the Young Bucks 
who are being beat up by uh, Red Dragon, Red Dragon, and Cole, and maybe even Switchblade. And then in comes, you know, maybe somebody comes running. Whoever Switchblade may be feuding with at the time comes running down to help. Mm-hmm. But it's still four on three, and then Kenny's music hits, and here comes Kenny down to make the save. I can see that happening. Yeah, I could see that. And that sets up, I think Kenny and Switchblade have had have some history with each other. Yeah, yeah they um, have. So that there you go with that. Or, you know, maybe you have Cole and Red Dragon versus the Bucks and insert somebody here. And when Jay White gets involved, that's when Kenny comes down. But I have a feeling that we're going to see Kenny's return in a backstab by Cole on the Bucks. I would say if Kenny can make it happen, I think Kenny wants to be back uh, for double or nothing. Yeah. But I don't know if that's possible unless he can get into see some doctors real quick. Right. Um, Another face turn that we kind of saw starting this week, AJ Styles. Yeah. Following his match with Damian Priest, AJ put his hand out for Priest to shake. So I'm excited. I, this this heel AJ, I, I'm it's run its course too. It, it's run its course. Like I enjoy seeing anytime I see AJ Styles, it's it's enjoyable. Whether he's a heel or a face, I'd like to see him as he's what 44 now, yep. somewhere in there. I, I would imagine that given his style, he's probably at the latter end of his career. Oh, for sure. And I'd like to see him get one more title run in WWE as a face mm-hmm. and, you know, go out putting somebody over yep. and just having amazing matches where he doesn't have to heal. He can just be phenomenal. Speaking of going out and putting someone over, uh, the undertaker was announced for the hall of fame. Yep. So he's going to headline the hall of fame this year, which will take place immediately following SmackDown Yep. before mania. Yeah. So, I think we've wrapped up just about everything up, unless you can. Just about everything we can cover. Uh, big shout out and thank you to McNard Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. They have any and all gaming related items that you could want or need. Do you need dice? They have dice. Do you need D and D books? They have D and D books. Uh, do you need Pokemon cards or Magic the Gathering cards? They have them. Any games or gaming-related uh, paraphernalia they have for you here at McNarb Gaming in Gauche, Mississippi. And while you're in Gauche, swing by Big Dog Liquor and get some uh, liquor, unlike we did this week. Um, <laughs> you know, Brad's got whiskey, uh, vodka, rum, tequila, lic- liqueurs, wines on top of wines on top of wines. Uh, does discounts... Pretty much every day of the week for seniors, our military, uh, discounts on buying wine by the case. You know, so if you're one of those people, hey, go get your wine ordered mm-hmm. in. Don't have to worry about if it's in stock or not. Catch it while it's on sale. You know, there you go. Yep. Right. And now that you're done listening to us, fill your ear holes with our friends over at Rogue'scast Radio. They talk about all of the things that are nerdy and interesting to hear about. Yep. Um, and one of the guys from Rogue's Cast, Jody, has his own podcast called Fearology, mm-hmm. 
which you can also check out and listen to him talk about horror movies and retrospectives of them and all of that kind of good stuff. Yep. And if movies and television shows are your thing, our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones have a podcast and a YouTube show. They think they do a live on Wednesdays. Yep. So give them all a, a listen or a watch, whatever it might be for that particular show. Yeah. Uh, and, and right here is where you would say cheers and clink glasses, but since we didn't drink anything, we don't have glasses. So, so cheers. cheers. Clink. Clink. <laughs>